0: Welcome to the Mastering Blood Sugar Podcast. This is episode 27, The Coach's Corner with The Diabetes Coach. My name is Dr. Brian Mole, The Diabetes Coach, certified and master licensed diabetes educator and IFM certified functional medicine practitioner. Each week on the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast, I bring you an inspiring health or lifestyle expert to help you learn to boost your metabolism, lose weight, and master your blood sugar with natural drug-free strategies. Thanks for being here with me today, and let's get started. everyone, it's Dr. Brian Mole, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of The Coach's Corner with The Diabetes Coach. And today we're going to be talking about how often you should check your blood sugar. Not only how often, but we'll also get into the reasons for checking your blood sugar, when you should check your blood sugar, and what exactly you're looking for. As I've been coaching clients for over 20 years with diabetes and blood sugar problems, I've seen people who are all over the board when it comes to checking their blood sugar. Some people sort of go into hibernation, put their head in the sand, don't check their blood sugar at all, which obviously is not recommended, can be very dangerous. Other people check their blood sugar almost too often, it becomes obsessive and almost like uh, some people will step on the scale and become obsessive with their weight, oftentimes people become obsessive with their blood sugar, tracking it five, six times a day for no apparent reason other than just to look at it and get upset about it. So I wanna bring some clarity to when and how often is really recommended to check your blood sugar and we wanna do this in a scientific way. We wanna bring an engineering mind to the idea of monitoring blood glucose. And in fact, let's talk about what blood sugar actually is. So blood sugar is the common term that we use. The more accurate term would be blood glucose levels, glucose being one type of monosaccharide, but the one that is most abundant in the blood supply and fuels the majority of our organs. And when we measure our blood glucose using a glucometer or blood sugar meter, we are measuring that in either standard units, milligrams per deciliter, or millimoles per liter in most of the rest of the world if you're outside the United States. A normal range for blood sugar is generally considered between 80 and 100 milligrams per deciliter, and that would be about 4.4 to about 5.5 in millimoles per liter. Uh, I like to use tighter controls, 76 to 92, which is 4.2 millimoles per liter to 5.1 millimoles per liter, 76 to 92 milligrams per deciliter. I've found that as blood sugar, blood glucose levels rise Above 92 into the mid and high 90s, that's a pretty strong indication of insulin resistance and movement towards prediabetes and ultimately type 2 diabetes. There's also a test called hemoglobin A1c, which is a test of glycated hemoglobin A1c receptors on the hemoglobin oxygen-carrying component of the red blood cell. You can think of it like that part of the red blood cell getting sugar-coated, and if it goes over a certain percentage of those receptors being glycated, it's a sign of damage to that protein from elevated blood glucose level. So we want to see the hemoglobin A1c at 5.6 or less. About four and a half to five and a half is considered optimal. If it's 5.7 or greater, that's considered dysglycemia or high hemoglobin A1c, which indicates elevated blood sugar on a chronic level. So we typically get a fasting blood glucose test done when we have a lab evaluation. We also get a hemoglobin A1c test done, and those should be done about every 90 to 180 days, depending on your current situation and the fluctuations in your blood sugar. Typically, every three months, you're going to have a basic or comprehensive metabolic panel, which includes blood glucose levels, and you're going to have a hemoglobin A1c test done, and those are very important. But what we're really talking about today is blood glucose self-monitoring using your blood sugar meter or your glucometer. I'm going to do a follow-up video where I break down the most accurate glucometers. There's been several studies done looking at a wide variety of blood sugar meters, and I want to go over what those studies showed. But for now, just make sure you have a good quality blood sugar meter, and we'll talk about how often and when to actually use that. So there are basically two general categories of blood sugar measurements or glucose measurements. There is baseline and there is postprandial. And I'm going to go through each of these and talk about what they actually mean and what they indicate. And we'll start with baseline testing. So baseline testing gives you your... Basal blood glucose, your blood glucose, which should be the most stable, unaffected by food. So this should be tested out of the fed state. The fed state lasts typically four to five hours after you eat. So baseline testing should be done at least four to five hours after your last food, and that would include snacks as well as drinks like coffee and tea that contain caffeine and polyphenols and things like that. So you would really want just water in your system for four to five hours at least in order to do a baseline test. So the most common baseline test is done fasting in the morning, so morning fasting blood glucose. This should be done within about 30 minutes of waking up and before you get too active for the day. It's natural to have an elevation of cortisol and adrenaline in the morning. You also have growth hormones still left over from sleeping, and you've got a bit of glucagon released because you're in the fasted state. So it's normal to have some of these glucocounter regulatory hormones floating around in your bloodstream. And cortisol and adrenaline, particularly, are on the rise starting sometime around 3 or 4 a.m. and lasting typically somewhere between 7 and 8 a.m., although this can last a bit longer in some cases. That said, we don't want to overstimulate cortisol by looking at our schedule, rushing around the house, getting dressed, getting breakfast ready, taking a shower, those types of things. So you want to check your morning fasting blood sugar before you do any of that. It should be really one of the first things that you do if you want the most accurate baseline reading. So this can be done on a daily basis as a way to track your baseline blood sugar. The second baseline test that we often recommend is just before dinner time. So this would be an evening baseline. It should still be in the fasted state, which means at least four to five hours after your last meal without any coffee, tea or other stimulants in your system. So oftentimes the best time to do this is right before dinner. And this is a second way to analyze your baseline test. Now, how do you know which one gives you a more accurate baseline? Well, essentially, it's whichever one is lower. Oftentimes, we'll see that people have something called the dawn phenomenon, where due to insulin resistance in the liver and elevations of cortisol and adrenaline in the morning, it pushes their blood sugar up higher than their normal baseline. So if you measure a morning fasting test and it's actually higher than your evening fasting test just before dinner, that's a sign that you actually have dawn phenomenon and you're not actually measuring your baseline. You're measuring your baseline plus stimulation of cortisol and adrenaline with insulin resistance in the liver. So in that case, we prefer to use the evening baseline test, which is done, again, after four to five hours without food just before dinner. Now, you don't have to do both of these every day. What I would recommend is that you use your morning fasting test as a way to gauge your insulin sensitivity and your progress and your basal glycemic control, and then maybe two or three times a week, you can do an evening baseline to see what your true baseline test is if your morning fasting glucose is higher. The next category of blood sugar testing is postprandial or postmeal blood sugar testing, and there's several ways to do this as well. It's often recommended to check blood sugar levels 2 hours after a meal. That's a test of glycemic control. So what we're looking at there is how good is your body at bringing your blood sugar back down towards baseline. Your blood glucose levels should return to baseline within two to three hours after your meal. If you have a nice, adequate, appropriate insulin response to whatever meal you had, you'll see the glucose or glycemic curve will increase slightly after the meal, and then within two to three hours, it'll come back down to baseline. And ideally, it comes back down to baseline in two hours, which is a sign of excellent glycemic control. Now, what if we want to test the effect of the meal on your blood sugar? Well, that's something different. That's called glycemic response. And the glycemic response happens typically long before two hours, your peak glycemic response. We call it peak response time. And peak response time usually happens somewhere between 45 and 90 minutes. So we often recommend checking your blood sugar one hour after meals if you're looking for your glycemic response, how your blood sugar was affected by the food that you just ate. Now, typically, this is going to pick up mostly the response to carbohydrates, sugars, as well as protein. The response to fat is much more blunted. It's a much smaller elevation, it's typically delayed by an hour or so and hangs around a little bit longer. So if you see very little glycemic response an hour after your meal, but two to three hours you're actually seeing your blood sugar starting to come up and it stays up for four to five hours, that's a sign that you're actually responding more to the fat in the meal and less to the carbohydrates and protein. Now, in order to have a really accurate picture of either your glycemic response or your glycemic control readings, you've also got to check your blood sugar before the meal. You can't just assume that before the meal it was the same as it was first thing in the morning or the same as your baseline test would be later in the day. So if you really want to get a good sense of what's happening when you eat a particular meal, take your blood sugar before you eat and then take it one hour after you eat for glycemic response, and then two to three hours later to test your glycemic control, whether or not you're able to bring your blood sugar back down to baseline. How often should you do this type of testing? Well, certainly not at every meal. In fact, I only recommend doing this type of testing occasionally. If you really wanna see how your blood sugar is affected by a particular food or combination of foods, If you want to once a week perhaps check your glycemic control to see how you're progressing with the exact same meal each week. So perhaps on Wednesdays you decide to have a grilled chicken salad with a big pile of leafy greens and you check your blood sugar before and then one hour after and then two to three hours later. That's something that's a good idea to do maybe once a week just to check how your glycemic response and glycemic control is being affected by your current diet lifestyle, and treatment methods. Again, you may also want to test various foods. So perhaps you introduced a protein smoothie into your diet and you want to see how that affects your glycemic response. Perhaps you want to see if you can handle something like a half of a sweet potato with dinner. These are reasons why you may want to do some extra blood sugar testing, but certainly you don't need to do that on a daily basis. What about testing just before bedtime? Well, unless you are using insulin, you're taking or injecting insulin, and you need these readings to be able to dose your basal insulin properly, I don't really see much value in a before-bed reading. The only other time I might recommend it is if you have very poor glycemic control and you're prone to hypoglycemic episodes, especially nocturnally overnight, and you might want to counteract those with some Uh, slow digesting protein like some cheddar cheese, for example. But those are about the only two reasons why I would have anyone do a before bed reading. So unless you're doing some specific testing for glycemic response to foods or meals or you're checking your glycemic control on some sort of occasional basis, I really think it's only necessary to be checking your baseline basal blood sugar readings once a day. So for most days, that's just one blood sugar test. Then maybe once or twice a week, you do either a glycemic response test or a glycemic control test, one hour or two to three hours after your meal, and that's about it. Now, there are some other things that you might want to test as well as a challenge. Things like exercise can be important. So you can check your blood sugar before and 30 minutes after different types of exercise, like a long walk or some sprint training, like jumping jacks or squats or after a 20 or 30-minute resistance training routine where you're doing some either weight training or body weight exercises. It would be interesting to see perhaps how that type of exercise impacts your blood sugar. If you're under a great deal of stress or you're sick and dealing with some sort of infection, you may wanna check your blood sugar multiple times throughout the day to make sure it's not dropping too low or going too high. Again, particularly if you're on insulin and you need to adjust your insulin dose regularly. And by the way, if you are using insulin, you certainly are going to need to check your blood sugar more often. So really, it's best if you're using insulin to be using a CGM or a continuous glucose monitor so that you can check your blood sugar easily and quickly throughout the day. Otherwise, you're going to be pricking your fingers quite often to be able to get your insulin dosing dialed in properly. One last thing I'll mention here is don't get obsessive with your blood sugar. There are many, many different things that will raise your blood sugar. And often, we have no idea what's doing it. So as long as you're eating a really good, low-carb, consistent diet, you're getting regular physical activity, your sleep is good, and you're managing your stress well. If your blood sugar just seems to go up a little bit out of the blue, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Give it a few days, unless, of course, it's very, very high. If your blood sugar goes up over 200 milligrams per deciliter, then... Uh, That should be an alert. You need to make sure you're doing something about that. And that's about 11.1 millimoles per liter. So if it gets over that, then okay, we need to do something different. But if your blood sugar goes up by 20 or 30 points just randomly, I would just give it a few days. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Don't become obsessive with it and check it four or five times a day to see what's going on with it. 99 times out of 100, it's just going to come back down on its own after a few days. Perhaps you had a little bit of a poor night's sleep one night, or you had some stress that you weren't aware of, or you were fighting off an infection, or you were a little dehydrated. There's many, many different reasons why your blood sugar can get slightly elevated. Some of those we have a lot of control over, and others we have very little control over. So if you're doing everything right, eating a good, stable, consistent, low-carb, healthy diet, getting regular physical activity, making sure that you're going to bed early, getting good quality rest, and you're managing your stress well, if your blood sugar has been really good and then it just seems to go up out of the, out of nowhere for a few days, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Just be patient. Let it come down on its own. All right, guys. So I hope you found that helpful. This is Dr. Brian Mole, the Diabetes Coach. Thanks for tuning in to the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Coach's Corner with the Diabetes Coach. I'll be back next week with another episode. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you loved that episode of the Coach's Corner with me, the diabetes coach, Dr. Brian Mole. If you enjoy the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast, I would love if you could subscribe over on iTunes. Just go to iTunes or Google Play and type in Mastering Blood blood sugar under Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any of our new episodes, which we release every single week. I'd also be honored if you could leave me a five-star review telling me how the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast has improved your life or what you love about it. And if you want more of my free content, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash where I release new videos every single week and you can find me at drmole.com that's d r m o w l l .com where i have a weekly blog and i put up weekly video interviews from the mastering blood sugar podcast Lastly, I'm going to ask you to help someone else by sharing this podcast with a friend, family member, someone you know with diabetes, perhaps even your doctor. Let them know about the information here on the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast. You may end up helping or saving someone's life. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to the Mastering Blood Sugar podcast. I'll be back next time with another great episode.